Pio, 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 Wabbery, 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 Camp, Camp, Camp. Welcome back, friends. Lost here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about everything that has to do with Kirby from the beginning to the present. And today, we're going to talk about Kirby's Right Back at You, episode 27. If you have any comments about this episode or any other things you want to talk about, you can put them up on YouTube's version of the comments or send them to at Kirby's Dreamcast on Twitter. So before we get to the episode, here's the current news in the Kirby world, and that is, there's a ton of new Kirby merch. Holy crap. Like, a lot. There has been a new push for Kirby plushies and everything in Japan for like the last, I don't know, one or two years? Kirby's just been getting more and more saturated, and I don't know where the limit's gonna be because people just keep selling them out. Like, holy crap. First, there's Wado's toy shop in Yamashiroya, a toy shop in Tokyo. Like, they're full-on doing just, it's Kirbifying it from November 1st to 24th. There's so many new plushies, there's other gems there, and oh my god, just... And it looks like it's based on, uh, the book, Let's Find Kirby. It looks like it's based on the book, so you got the Kirby with the satchel, and you've got just all these cute posters of all the pages from that book, and so much, and I, I want it all, I really do, oh my god. Oh, Scarf is broke because of Kirby. Then there's Kirby X It's Demo in Japan, which is the Scarfified Kirby, you've maybe seen that image running around. And it's a lot of other things. There's some plush, but it's mostly pins, pens, wallets, stickers, bookmarks, phone cases, just all that, a bunch of just cute things like that, just different kind of containing stuff with Kirby, and some of them also have Waddle Dee on them, and other characters, so that's pretty nice there. Then there's in November as well, Kirby X Snowfall, which will be a lot of winter plushes and keychains and stuff like that, and they're just so cute, like Kirby in the Winter Beanie and also Waddle in that too. Ah, oh, so jealous. And there's still Dreamy Gear coming out. Like, that's really cute, too. Like, I, I wish I could get Dreamy Gear. That's that's the clockwork-looking Kirby right there. And, oh, man, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. People in Japan are just so lucky. But if you're not in Japan, you would, of course, still order some of this stuff. Like, Amazon has some of these things. You can also take a risk with eBay. I've ordered through eBay a few times. I've gotten real things, and I've also got knockoffs, but I still love them because they're Kirby. But I have gotten knockoffs as well, so you gotta be... Kind of buyer beware with eBay. There's also exporters like iTaikuji and things like that, but you got to worry about, of course, shipping costs, and sometimes they take months to get it out to you. That's just how it is. But those are the risks you take because that's how exporting is, unfortunately. But sometimes we in the US and hopefully the surrounding areas in, in the West get Kirby plushies because there's also the large sleeping Kirby plush at Best Buy. They're sold out everywhere in San Diego. I got the last one. Literally the last one in San Diego. So if you're looking for it here, ain't gonna get it. But hopefully other Best Buys around the country, maybe they still have it. You should probably check online, see if they do. It's a $30 plush, and he's so... I love him. I love him so much. It's... I love this... It's it's a, a firm plush, though. It's not a very soft one, unfortunately, but it's still... It's a sleeping curb, and how do you not love that? And the last news has to be that Terry Bogart is now out on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and he is pretty fun to play, and Kirby Bogart is so cute. I drew a fan art a little while back uh, when, when Terry first got announced, and I didn't expect Kirby to get the blonde hair or the fingerless gloves, which is so cute. It's, it's just too cute. Also, uh, I thought he was just going to say Poyo Wave, well, Power Wave, obviously, but he also says Raku. So he says both versions of Power Wave, which is so cute. I just, I love it. I love it to bits. I really do. Sometimes I wish Kirby took everyone's, like, someone's entire moveset so he could do all the things. And this is one of the ones where I really wish, like, Kirby doing Bust Up Wolf would be so cute. Oh my god. So with all that news out of the way, so much, oh god, I, 
if I had all the money in the world, I'd buy all the Kirbys in the world, and I would just spread them around so everyone would realize just how cute Kirby is and how wonderful, because Kirby is a treasure, and you know that, that's why you're here. But let's talk about episode 27, The Flower Plot. In the US, that's the title. In Japan, it is pronounced Koini Ochita Wisibi Uzu, uh, which is Wispy Woods Falls in Love. I know Koi means love. The rest of that, those Wispy right there, I don't know what Ochita means. Okay, so that's right. It's going to be a love episode for Wispy. So Kirby's mostly a secondary character in this episode. And usually when that happens, Kirby's extra cute. And he is really, really cute in this episode. Oh my god. So the episode starts with us seeing nature, and then seeing some woods, and then seeing the sun shining through a forest. And it lands on a small plant, which helps it grow and eventually bloom, right in front of Wispy Woods. And he smiles at it, and opener. Like, that's, that's all that happens. Very interesting, because in the Japanese version, the whole thing is narrated by Wispy Woods. So it's pretty, like, it's a very quiet scene for the US version, but in the Japanese version, it's also quiet, but Wispy is narrating. And he's telling us that it's very unexpected for a pitiful little thing like a flower to, to show up in the forest because there's just no sunlight for it. And then it blooms and he thinks the flower is lovely. And describing the flower, it's, it's like it's a cute little flower. It's, it's yellow base face. It's got orange and yellow petals on it. It's got the green base. Kind of looks like the flower from Undertale, but you know, not the flower from Undertale. It's, it's like a typical flower. Just think of a flower... Probably that. Like, think of, like, a sunflower. Probably that kind of thing. So the U.S. opener is the same always, but for Japan, this is the first time the opener has a slight change. Uh, if you see the Japanese opener, uh, there's a point where we see some of the Kirby powers, and you'll see, like, Sword and Stone Kirby, and then Fire Kirby. Now, the slight change is you see Cook Kirby and Ice Kirby before you see Fire Kirby instead. So Stone and Sword are out of it for some reason. It's probably because we do see a bit more Cook and and Ice Kirby coming up uh, in the episodes, so that might be why. And uh, we've seen Sword plenty of times, we've seen Stone a few times, so I guess they're just, you know, showing new powers there. The closer is also slightly different, the background's different. Also where they draw it. So, originally, the background's like this brick wall, and you see Kirby being drawn more on the right side of the screen. Now it's going to be more on the left side of the screen, and the brick wall's more on the right side. It's some slight difference they did, I don't know why, but they did. Something that I might not have ever mentioned is that the Japanese version of these episodes has um, a next next time uh, thing at the end, and they're mostly pretty straightforward, but there's a really good one coming up, that'll be on episode 29, so I gotta remember to mention that when we get there. But now that I've mentioned all that, let's get back to the episode. So after the opener, we see Kirby, Tiff, Tuff, well those three, walking along a path. It turns out that Tiff and Tuff want to go see Wispy again. And Kirby's the only one who knows where Wispy is, which is interesting. And Kirby's wa cutely walking with him, following him. Eventually, Kirby gets distracted by a grasshopper, and he's looking at it very cutely. We then see that the grasshopper is actually a spy bot made by Escargoon, and him and King Dedede are spying on them to see where Wispy Woods is, so they can get revenge. King Dedede then plants a sign outside the woods, and he pulls out a chainsaw, if you didn't get what his plans are. Japanese version is actually writing their things can be a golf course, but the U.S. version, they just airbrush it all out, so I guess kids don't have to read. That's my assumption. So it's just the, the, the King DDD symbol. Deep in the forest, Tuff starts to doubt Kirby's sense of direction, and Kirby does look around a little confused, but then Wispy Woods calls to them. Kirby happily runs up to Wispy and climbs up onto him and goes to enjoy some apples. Very cutely, of course. Tiff, Tuff, and Wispy Woods then reminisce about episode 5, which was titled Beware of Wispy Woods. So you can go back to that episode if you want. 
uh, when Wispy was tricked by King Dedede, and he murdered Wispy Woods. And then he genocided all of Wispy Woods' trees as well. But thanks to them and Kirby, he and his force were eventually revived. During the talk, we get scenes from that episode, and we also see them talking in the present, and we see Kirby enjoying his apples. After the conversation, Tiff and Tuff walk up to Wispy with plans to get some apples themselves, but Wispy yells at them to stay back. Tuff gets annoyed because he thought they were friends now, but that's not the problem. The problem is, they almost stepped on a flower right in front of him. Tiff really thinks the flower is beautiful, while Tuff isn't impressed at all because it's just a flower. During the next conversation, by the way, Kirby's still being cute on top of Wispy Woods and he's eating apples and oh my gosh, it's so cute. So, Wispy tells them that this is the only flower in the entire forest, and Tiff says it's because there's no sunlight in the forest, since the trees are so big, they take up all the sunlight. So Wispy Woods says he'll fix that, and so he moves his branches above the flower so that light reaches the flower. While he does this, Kirby actually falls off Wispy, because of course Wispy's moving around, and then Wispy picks up the apple next to Kirby, which Kirby really wanted to eat, and then he ground, like he squeezes the apple so that his apple juices can get all over the flower which helps the flower perk up. Wispy says that he will do all that he can to help the flower bloom there for as long as possible. The flower makes him happy, so that's why he does it. So Tiff thinks they should name the flower. Tuff thinks Flo the flower is a good name. In the Japanese version, he thinks giving the flower a name is dumb, because that's who Tuff is. And Tiff comes up with a name, and that name is Lovely. And Wispy likes the name. Kirby likes it too, and starts happily hopping around saying Lovely, Lovely, over and over again. And it's just so cute. Now, if you're a fan of Kirby Superstar and Kirby Superstar Ultra, you might recognize that name, and we'll get to more on that later. Cut to the kids getting water from a stream, and Tiff uh, is filling a bowl from the, with the water, and Tuff is filling a canteen, and Kirby, just seeing them mess with the water, decides to play in the water as well. So, it's, it's Kirby doing monkey-see-monkey-doos, like, oh, they're doing something, so I'm gonna do something too. And again, extremely cute. If there was a cute counter, oh my god, it would be like over 9,000. Not really. There's like a dozen plus cute scenes in this episode. I'm just going to keep bringing them up because it's just, it's too much. It's too cute. Then as they're walking back, Tiff says she thinks that Wispy's in love with, with the flower, and Tuff just laughs at that idea. But she thinks that Wispy's been looking for someone to take care of all this time, and he's just really lonely, and now he's found somebody. And then Tiff gives Lovely water with the bowl, and then Tuff puts up a sign to keep people away from stepping on Lovely. There were words on the sign in the Japanese version. It's been airbrushed out in the U.S. version. Again, I think it's just so kids don't have to read. I really think that's the reasoning there. We then see that King Didi and Escargoon have been watching the whole time with their spy bot, and they can't stop laughing because they're so mean. King Didi then comes up with a plan. And next we see it starts raining at Wispy's. And the kids get under Wispy for shelter, but then they get wet again because Wispy moves himself over Lovely. Tiff sees this as a sign of true love. Tiff decides they should camp nearby to help out, and Kirby happily hops around saying, Poyo! In the Japanese version, though, he says, Camp, camp. So he's like, Camp, camp. He's just happy about it. And I don't know why they took that out. I'm assuming it's just because Kirby was too wordy. If they did that, instead of just only him saying, Poyo and Lovely, that's the only assumption I can make. There's not really notes on why they did sense these different changes to the episodes, unfortunately. I wish it was possible to find out why, but it's not possible anymore with, well, what's happened to the four kids. Wispy then says he hopes the rain doesn't get worse than this. Cut to the rain getting worse than this. <laughs> we then see the greatest moment for any parent, kids sleeping. And they're sleeping in the tent, but the storm makes them all wake up, except Kirby, because he's a heavy sleeper. And then Tiff and Tuff rush to help Wispy with Lovely. Kirby eventually wakes up, and he goes to help out as well. So we see that Lovely is badly being pushed by the wind, like it's almost getting pulled by the roots. 
when Kirby comes out of the tent, we see how strong the wind really is. Because he gets blown into the air. Just completely takes him off the ground. Luckily, Wispy catches Kirby. And Kirby runs down off Wispy. And he goes to help out. Tiff then has them take down the tent. And together with Wispy, they use the tent to brace against the wind to protect Lovely. Cut to the next morning and everyone is sleeping and tired. But Lovely is safe. Unfortunately, a smoke fog rolls in and starts making everyone cough, except Kirby because he's too busy sleeping, I guess. And it's King Didi and Escargoon with a fan blowing in smoke. They're using the smoke to knock them out so King Didi can take the flower. Wispy tries to defend, but King Didi says if you use your apples, you'll crush her. So he can't do anything. Kirby wakes up now and Tiff tells him to suck up all the smoke, so Kirby does. And he sucks it all up, and then Kirby finally coughs. But then Lovely's been taken. But how? Who could sneak up on them? The big fat ass or the snail? <laughs> Seriously! How did they sneak up on them? That's... How? How? But still, they did. So cut back to the throne room, and Escargoon puts Lovely on the monster summoning pad, and the Sealman says, Oh, why, thanks, you shouldn't have. But he learns from King Dedede that King Dedede wants to turn into a monster. But the Sealman's like, Why? We got better monsters than this. But Escargoon says, Wispy Woods is in love with this flower. And the Sealman's like, Wow, Wispy's been in the woods too long. <laughs> These jokes, oh my god. They then start hitting Lovely with purple rays. So that's not a good sign. Cut to later, and we see the kids sneak into King Dedede's room, and they see plans for a golf course, and then they grab Lovely and they run back to Wispy Woods. Unbeknownst to them, Escargoon and King Dedede are watching from behind, the, uh, like, behind the background, and they start laughing, because they know their plan's working out. Not good. Not good for the kids at all. And by the way, the golf course plans have, ja have writing on it as well, but it got airbrushed out. And when I say writing, it's all in English, by the way. It's not Japanese writing. It is English writing, but it gets airbrushed out. And same reason, kids, kids reading. That's the only assumption I could make. So the kids replant Lovely and Wispy is overjoyed. Tuff wonders why King Diddy wanted Lovely. And she then says it's because she's a very special flower. And everyone's surprised. Then the flower turns around and everyone's extremely surprised. Lovely's alive and talking. She now has eyes, a mouth, and rosy cheeks. And oh my god, yeah, just for the YouTube version, just showing her turnaround, it is creepy to me. It is nightmare-inducing the way she looks when she turns. She's like, ah, and it's just so scary. It's so scary. Let's go over Lovely's voice actresses since she's talking now. In the Japanese version, she was voiced by Yuki Mitsutani, who was the voice, a voice actress, actress, narrator, and singer from 1985-2016 when she sadly died uh, at 51 years old from breast cancer. It's too bad. She was known as the voice of Sakaki... No. Sakiki Sakura in Chibi Maruko-chan. She was Mahoshi in Tenchi Muyo, which is part of my childhood. That's unfortunate. She was the voice of Sora in Digimon, Pinoku in Blackjack, and many other well-known names. She's also the voice of Minnie Mouse from 1991 to her death in 2016. So, if you played Kingdom Hearts in Japanese, you've heard her voice. In Kirby Right Back At you, she's the voice of Ladylike, Waddle Doo, Mabel, Koo, Chili, Waki, and Devil Frog, besides Lovely. She also did vo live-action voice acting as well. She's the voice for Sarah Michelle Gellar in everything. In Buffy, in movies, everything that's her. She's also the voice of Meg Ryan as well. And she voiced over many other actresses in a lot of other movies. So, that's a lot there. It's just unfortunate. Well, there's a part of life. She, she died. 51 years old. Very sad. The American version is voiced by Lisa Ortiz, who is best known as the voice of Deadlit in uh, Record of Lodos War, Lena Inverse in Slayers, and Amy Rose in Sonic X. 
She's been active since 1996 and is still active today. Oh, she's also the voice of Chopper in Four Kids in One Piece, and Joey Wheeler's sister Serenity in Yu-Gi-Oh! Apparently in the voice acting world, she's kind of well known because she's really good at vi dialect voices because she's from New York and there's a lot of voices around there. So Lovely can talk now and everyone's surprised. She thanks Wispy for his care and Wispy didn't know Flowers could talk and she said she can and she's thankful so she can tell Wispy what she thinks and she thinks she's, he's wonderful. Also interesting thing she does is you know that laughing thing that you see with girls where they put like like a sleeve or a hand in front of their mouth when they laugh? She does that at Wispy, but using, well, one of her leafy parts of her. And she laughs, and then Wispy laughs in that way that, you know, when a guy laughs, when a girl he likes laughs. You know, sure why he's laughing, but he's laughing with her. That kind of laugh's going on there. And Tiff and Tuff think this is suspicious, but Tiff whispers they need to play it cool for now. Because it, yeah, it is weird. It is weird that she's talking now. Kirby then runs up to meet Lovely, and she says, You must be that brave Star Warrior Kirby. The fact she knows that is a huge red flag. Kirby, though, is overjoyed to make a new friend, and he jumps up happily while saying his own name, but gets pulled away by Tiff, which makes him confused. By the way, this is the second episode Kirby has ever said his own name. The first time was in episode one, when Kirby, of course, says Kirby repeatedly, recognizing his own name and also just saying it at the end of the episode. Tiff says they're going to leave now, and Lovely turns back, uh, to Wispy and, and gazes at him, and he gazes at her, and Wispy thanks them as they leave, and then she laughs, and all I can feel is dread. <laughs> Cut back to the castle, and Sir Ibram Lady Like ask Falala and Folalo to look for their kids. They said they were going to go see Wispy Woods, but they haven't returned all day, and they're worried. And so the kids went back to the castle, stole Lovely, but didn't see their parents. So... Oh dear with that, but luckily this is important that they didn't because the Lowe's are going to go off to look for them, which is going to make them very helpful in a minute. That night, which I'm pretty sure was night before, unless it was a stormy morning, I'm pretty sure 24 hours have passed, which means the parents are worried a day later, which is concerning there. But it's that night, and we see that Wispy is slowly withering away while Lovely is growing. We then see the kids start sneaking up with trowels in their hands. Lovely then turns around and confronts them, and Wispy asks what's going on. Lovely says they have shovels, and Tiff says they were going to move Lovely to help her grow better, but Lovely says she wants to stay there with Wispy. Tiff says they think King Dedede may have turned her into a monster, and Wispy doesn't believe it, but Tuff says they saw plans for a golf course. Wispy still doesn't want to believe this, and so the kids rush Lovely. They rush up to her, they start digging into the ground, and Lovely asks for help, and Wispy grabs him with his tendrils. And by the way, Kirby's just standing there confused the whole time, because Kirby doesn't know what's going on. And Kirby, of course, gets confused while being grabbed by the tendrils. He just doesn't know what's happening. He's like, why am I getting grabbed? I don't understand. I thought we were friends here. So with her enemies tangled up, Lovely grows bigger and stronger, and she grabs Wispy with her vines. She then says she needs his help to grow stronger, and she starts to suck more of his nutrients. Finally, she sucks enough out of him to grow into a flower monster as big as him. Let's talk about video game Lovely now. So Lovely, or pronounced uh, Robbery, I'm butchering that considering Kirby says Lovely pretty well, but it's Robbery, which, if you do the L's and R's and all that, it, it, it's Lovely, uh, is an enemy in Kirby Superstar and Kirby Superstar Ultra, who only attacks when Kirby gets too close. So she just joyfully bounces around and smiles at Kirby, but if he gets too close, she'll wink at him, then she'll reel back, and then BAM! Ram at Kirby. She's actually the tallest regular enemy in those games. In Kirby Superstar Ultra, in the game mode Revenge of the King, she gets replaced with Rosalie's, which are just Rose versions of her, but a bit stronger. 
In Kirby's Triple Deluxe, she's a collectible keychain, and those are her only appearances in the games. She also appears in some of the books, like the 25th Anniversary art book and things like that. So once Lovely is fully sized, she transforms into a form that isn't in the games. Her yellow face becomes purple, and her rosy cheeks stay though, but she has green eyeshadow in the eyebrow area, and her eyes are a deep red, kinda like uh, Wolfrath, really. She also has lipstick and a wicked smile, and her petals stay yellow-orange, but she now has 10 steel petals as well, around them as well. Meanwhile, King Didi and Escargoon are watching with the spybot grasshopper from their tank, and we see that Falala and Folalo are spying on them. The kids ask Wispy to fight back, but he refuses. He would rather die than fight her. Tiff says the forest will die without him, and the forest begs for help as well, but he still refuses, and Lovely basically starts sucking him dry. Like, he's almost done. His tendrils eventually wither from this, and the kids fall with his dead branches. King Didi decides it's time to go down there to finish him off, but the Lows jump into action, and they make them crash their tank, and they take the controls for the grasshopper spy bot. They then break it, and the explosion surprises everyone. Tiff shows Wispy that this is proof that King Didi is planning to take them out, but Wispy still refuses to fight Lovely. So Tiff and Tuff try to help, but they get slammed away. Lovely then goes for the kill shot, and Wispy puts his tendrils in the way. Like, she shoots vine daggers, basically, like, straight up trying to spear the kids. And Wispy puts his tendrils in the way, and they penetrate his pet tendrils instead. And barely don't murder the kids. Holy crap. Wispy still tries to reason with her, but she ain't having it. But then King Dedede hits Wispy with a tank's cannon. King Dedede then shoots again, but thankfully Kirby gets in the way and eats the cannonball. And then Kirby transforms into... Still Kirby. But he spits the ball out like a cannon and it destroys King Didi's tank and sends him an escargoon flying. Lovely then spins the steel pedals behind her and throws one at the kids. Tiff and Tuff duck behind Wispy while Kirby jumps over it. But the blade cuts through a tenth of Wispy's body and it looks like it hurt. He screams out in pain. Woohoo! And she says Wispy's powerless to stop her now. So Wispy asks Kirby for help. So she attacks Kirby again and he sucks up a blade. And it's time for the real transformation! So, Cutter Kirby transformation is, Kirby has a yellow hat with wings on his head and it spins around, and then it stops spinning around and it's on his head like normal, and then a blade starts flying around Kirby, and Kirby just starts looking around trying to follow it, and then he loses track of it, and then the blade hits Kirby in the back of the head to attach itself to his hat. And now Kirby is Cutter Kirby. I've always seen it as a duck hat. I've just always seen it as a duck hat with a mohawk, that's how I've seen it. And then, with the transformation complete, Midnight shows up to tell everyone what's going on. Except he doesn't, because Midnight isn't in this episode. Midnight is almost in every episode, but not this one. So she fires a series of her blades at Kirby, and Kirby throws his blade right at her as well. And it actually is stronger, because it knocks away her blades and impales them? Is that the right word? It, like, the blades get knocked away, and then they stab into the ground. And by doing this, Kirby has cut her attack power in half, basically. And she almost gets killed by the blade, so she actually blocks with her petals and makes a steel shield and knocks the blade away and Kirby grabs it. She then throws her only five blades left at Kirby again. Kirby slaps away four of them with his blade, but the fifth gets through. And luckily for Kirby, the arc doesn't cut Kirby. Instead, uh, the blade goes around Kirby, which spins him around, which makes him dizzy for sure, while Lovely's laughing with her one blade left. Kirby stops spinning and instantly throws the blade at her. She easily dodges it, and then Kirby starts running up to her. And she's confused, because Kirby's unarmed, but he's rushing her. But then the blade turns and back, and hits her right in the back of the head as Kirby jumps up at her. With this hit, Lovely loses her last blade, 
and Kirby gets behind her from the jump and instantly turns around and throws the blade at her and it cuts her down. Kirby has killed Lovely. And it's such a cool action shot there. But by the way, the way the action shot looks is it's Kirby running up, he jumps up, the blade hits Lovely in the back of the head, Kirby's past her, he turns around and throws the blade, and all you see is her face when the kill shot happens. And so you'd think this is censorship on the US version, but no, this is a Japanese version as well. They just don't show the kill shot. They don't, they don't show the killing blow in either version. You just recognize that Kirby killed her. That, that's what happens there. We then see Wispy's face as he watches the only woman he's ever loved fall to the ground and die. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh man. Like, he is just, he is so sad. Which makes sense. The only woman who's, he's ever loved was trying to kill him. And now she's dead right in front of him. Oh man, that is, that is rough. This is a kid show. This is a kid show. <laughs> Tough and the low celebrate, but Tiff isn't sure what to think. While Kirby is, of course, happy to win, because, well, he had fun in killing a monster. Wispy silently watches with sadness, and Lovely tells Wispy to not be sad, because she'll be back someday. And she won't be a monster next time. And as she says this, she changes from purple to yellow, and dies with peace on her face. Cut to the future, and the kids are coming back to see Wispy Woods again, with a bunch of animals following them as well. And there we see it. A full-on grove of flowers right in front of Wispy Woods. Lovely died, but her children now fill the forest. Tiff says there's enough flowers there that there'll be flowers in the forest forever. And just, well, Wispy's really happy about that. Wispy thinks to himself that he is thankful that for Lovely keeping her promise. During all this, Kirby is happily hopping around, saying Lovely, Lovely over and over again. And then Kirby jumps almost into the pile of flowers. But Wispy, with his tendril, catches Kirby into, in the air and then throws him in front of the flower so Kirby doesn't damage any of the flowers. Kirby looks around confused and then smiles and says, Poyo! Because that's Kirby for you. And then you've got the star outro, as always. Now, for a moment, I want to talk about the music, because in the storm and action scenes, the U.S. music is just superior. It's usually better in the action stuff. The higher energy stuff, the U.S. does it better. The Japanese version, it's so muted and quiet, it actually takes away from the action, in my opinion. But when it comes to the sadder moments, Japan does it better. When King Dedede abducts Lovely, the music is very sad, very solemn. You're like, you're like, oh no, this is a down point in the show. It's just, there's sorrow in the music. When, uh, when we see that she's sucking Wispy dry, it's also sad music, because yeah, that's a sad moment. And when she dies, it's sad music as well. The US version has sad music as well, but it's not as good as the Japanese version. That is for dang sure. It's just so much better. If there was a way to combine these music where if the U.S. version just did the sad moments better, oh man. I think most of the time the music's superior in the U.S. version, probably because Kirby's more upbeat usually, but for those sadder parts, for those slower parts, the Japanese version does it so much better there. But that's 10% of the time. 90% of the time there's so much action that the U.S. version just does it better. So that is the end of the episode. It's unfortunate to see how sad and desperate Wispy Woods was, but Kirby was so incredibly cute as a secondary character. And he was just so cool when he fought and defeated Lovely. It was just great. So this episode's kind of like, it's somewhere above, like, above average. Pretty good. It's not one of the top tier episodes, but it's not bad at all. Next time is going to be, well, let's see here, episode 28. That'll be the next episode in Kirby Ride Back at you. And it's got some fun moments. It's an all right episode. It's pretty okay. But first, we're going to cover a game next episode. And that's going to be Kirby's Dream Course. I spent around maybe 60 hours working on this, like the script, the playing the game. I had, when we do these Kirby episodes, I 100% the games. 
I fully research everything I can find about the games. All the Did You Know stuff. There's a lot of Did You Know, by the way, with this game. Holy crap. All the interviews I can find, if I can translate them, I, I, if I can find a translation, I, I do that as well. I look for everything I possibly can about the games to give you a full, full understanding of what's going on with that game. Like the history of Hell at the time, uh, any interviews about the making of the game, the game itself, just everything I can about the game. That's what happens with the podcast episodes for the game episodes. And I've put in so much work. And I can't wait to talk about this one because it's a really fun game and it's perfectly timed right now because you can you have a bunch of different ways to play it. You can play it on the SNES Classic. You can also play it on Super Nintendo Switch Online right now. So that's great. So everything I tell you, you can enjoy the game yourself just easily if you have access to those means. And there are a lot of visuals that are going to be in the, U- in the YouTube version, so you're going to want to check that out for sure. But I'm going to describe as best I can for the listening version as well. So that right there is the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. I had a lot of fun talking, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening. Thanks for coming by and see you next time, and tell your friends, because I want everyone to know all they can about Kirby if they want to, because he's the best. He really is. See ya!